Welcome to the Amherst Podcast. Join us as we go beyond underwriting to discover more about our people, culture, and history. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode three of the Amherst Podcast. We're sitting down with Christian Medina, DeAndre Lopez, and Cynthia Egbenovia. And we're going to be going over a couple questions about the EDGE program. Christian, you want to start us off? Yeah, um, this is part one of relationships. And what our goal of this episode is to promote the EDGE program and foster relationships within the Amherst group. So I'll start off this first question with DeAndre. Why did you join the EDGE program? Well, um, initially when it first rolled out, which I guess this will be its third round, if you will, and I was in the first group and it was still very new and kind of a pilot program and such. And so truthfully, when I got in, I thought it was initially more of a, I guess, to kind of sharpen up, like have a mentor to kind of go through um like technical skills and such and like learning the model and learning things a little bit, you know, all the questions that you don't ask, but you want to kind of think cause you feel stupid sometimes. <laughs> but, um, so I kind of thought it was initially that then I guess kind of doing a little bit more research, kind of learning that it really was a little bit more and kind of working on like your own development within the company and kind of your own professional development and having somebody to kind of guide you through that with their own personal experience that they've had and such. So that just seemed like a good opportunity and who doesn't need a little help sometimes or somebody to guide you through. Yeah. We actually spoke to Gordon Forbes, just kind of questioning what this kind of encompasses. And he said, it's not really focused on underwriting only, but it's more of for like career goals. If you have a mentor for like outside of work, what would you go to them for life advice, whether it be for work or life? It's a mentor. It can be for many reasons. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely not just underwriter training, which I thought it was until I spoke to Gordon Forbes about it. Uh, Cynthia, do you want to tell us how the program really works and what's what's all involved with it? Um, how it works. Initially, we spend time um talking to our paired groups. Uh, I would start off by saying the leaders, they actually pair everyone and I'm not involved in the pairing process. The leaders, they do the pairing of the individuals, the mentee and the mentor. And then once they're selected, um, each of the paired people, we spend time talking to one another and uh, getting to understand uh, what their goals are, getting to understand their background and getting to understand um, the person. And uh, from there, we set goals. And what I had done in the past, I just, I put all of those goals on a calendar invite. And uh, we would we would add more information from there um, on those invites. And we would just start having conversations on a bi-monthly or monthly basis. And I was involved in the program for, for when it started and then the second year. Nice. So there really is no stipulation of who gets paired up with who. No. um, Well, now that I'm on the committee, so I kind of have a little bit more insight. Before I thought it was just kind of blindly paired. Um, But now it's, I think the intent is to pair you with somebody that's not in your 
in your realm, if you will, like, you know, I'm a condo person, so I'm not going to get paired with somebody that's in the condo world, but rather somebody that's in, um, you know, whether it's national accounts or just a totally different occupancy or they, you know, are a CUO or in claims or they're in some, you know, different capacity because it kind of gives you a different perspective of, Number one, what they do, you don't report to them. Yeah. They're not involved in your day to day. And the, you know, they yeah. want to keep a level of like being able to confide in somebody. And this isn't like your manager. So you don't just get like tunnel vision. Right. Absolutely. That doesn't just see condos yeah. or, you know, whatever, whatever you work on in that, in that, um, I guess on your day to day. So that's what kind of makes it nice is that it's somebody that's got a complete, doesn't really even know what your day to day is. And it's, it's pretty refreshing to be able to have an ear, you know, that's dedicated just to you that is sees, I guess with no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, <laughs> what's that? No, I don't know. Sure. But, but I mean like that isn't, um, yeah, that, that doesn't know your world and you don't necessarily know theirs. So it is a fresh perspective. I think that's good because it helps build more relationships within the company as opposed to like what you said. If you're talking to your team manager, you're like, can I really talk to them about anything? Exactly. So I see what you're saying. Just kind of to get camaraderie going. Cynthia, how does being a mentor work? Or is there anything you want to add about being a mentor? Well, um, I was mentored long ago, and I, um, I, I, I can still remember the people that did it and that helped me, because we all need that type of guidance. Although the program wasn't called um, mentoring, this is the first time I've been involved in something called mentoring, which is interesting. But I was um, mentored as a young insurance professional, but my, my it was actually called underwriting training. So it, they were training me how to do the work, but the people that trained me also tried to mold me into a better professional. So I think that part of it was the mentoring aspect, which, you know, you could still use those things today. I think that's good because you can now kind of like translate what you took away from all of that into what you're doing as a mentor. Exactly. So I just remember, you know, people have helped me. So I thought it was, it's, it's kind of, it's fun, exciting to Help others because a lot of young people, they need they need training and help and they need to talk to someone outside of their unit. Yeah, I agree. I think we can say nine out of 10 UAs want to be an underwriter one day, you know, or higher than they are now. This next question is for both of you ladies. What did you guys learn and how did it help your day-to-day -day experience? Um, I think it really helped me kind of take a I guess more of a look as to what I wanted to do here within the company or just moving. And, and, um, I guess I kind of always have the, the thought, at least in like previous jobs that I've had at different companies I've worked with that, like, if I don't have any reason to want to grow with the company or be promoted or whatever, then something's wrong, you know? And I think, Sometimes here at Amherst, you know, for the most part, everybody's either a, a UA or an underwriter. And so it kind of, it's a little trickier, I think, sometimes in growing because it's, you kind of see, well, do you want to be a team manager? Like, yeah. the, like the growth steps are not as 
I guess, broad than you see at other companies and the potential and stuff. But so it was it was kind of cool to be able to, I guess, have somebody to kind of think about, you know, other potential roles or like where would I fit in in five years or, you know, as a long term growth within the company that I probably didn't have that vision or know what was possible or mm-hmm. and such. And I mean, I'm still an underwriter, but I mean, at least I have more goals and, yeah. and, and kind of know where I'm headed, <laughs> yeah. if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, you get a plan for once you get underwriter, you don't just sit there twiddling your thumbs. Exactly. What about you, Cynthia? I learned, um, first of all, I should say that, you know, I sit in the Dallas office. And uh, I started with the company three years ago. So the first year I did come into the office on a monthly basis. And then for two years, we didn't come in because of COVID. So uh, having the the two mentees actually enabled me to connect with other people in two different departments and get to know them, which you cannot do while you're in Dallas. So I enjoyed that that part of it because I'm a people person and it enabled me to learn about the other departments and their business strategies because it's certainly different than the technical risk department where I work now. So that's the part that I really enjoyed having a different contact and understanding their business flow and how they work. So I I got a lot out of that because of that, because they do connect you with people in different areas. Perfect. Well, uh, ladies, whoever wants to answer this, please jump in. Who is eligible for the EDGE program? So for mentors, it's, um, I'm sorry, for mentees, I even wrote it down because I wanted to make sure I had it correct. Um, For mentees, um, you're looking to be an underwriter. Anybody in corporate or claims management um, is eligible. Um, Also looking for four years of industry experience or at least two years here at Amherst. Um, which I think is good because you kind of need to know how things run here. (laughs) Um, And for mentors, they're looking for underwriter supervisors. um, Yeah. Underwriter supervisors, um, senior underwriters, team managers and up basically. Um, And the requirement for both is also just to be within good standing within the company. So I really like the EDGE program because you can really collide with each other. You get ideas from a mentee while you're a mentor, so it's kind of mentoring both ways in my eyes. Christian, do you have another question? So there are four letters in EDGE, engage, develop, guide, and equip. Which word helped you the most in your professional life? Being a mentor, I I wanted to engage with others and uh, to help them to become more equipped and to guide them. So I guess those, those four words, actually, they apply differently for a mentor or a mentee. I, what I got out of it was the engaging part, just engaging with new people. And then by, by working through their goals, I helped to guide them and equip them to do better with whatever their goals were. And you're helping develop that person as well as yourself. Well, and the develop is also kind of helping develop just the professional relationships with other people, which I think is, 
I think right now where everybody's remote and yeah. kind of away from each other, it, it's, it's kind of crazy when you get on some of these like town hall meetings or some of these meetings and you start seeing the names and you're like, who are yeah. they? <laughs> or, or when they send out the email of like the new hires and such and, you know, kind of knowing, but I think that's kind of, you know, I think there's the initiative of getting people back in the office, but I don't think it's going to be where we were and, and such. And so, Getting to know people within the company and um, establishing those professional relationships with people, you know, all around in different in different departments and divisions and stuff, I think is going to be so important. Otherwise, you know, I guess I always have that fear of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I, I think it's it's such a good opportunity to do that because within the program you are exposed to a lot of the the people in um in senior management and executive management and such and have an opportunity to kind of ask questions and things of that sort when again we're all in this remote that that made that's that opportunity is not really there anymore whereas they always had an open door policy and you yeah. could always go, you know, pop your head into John Horton's office or somebody's <laughs> office, you know, and, and go do that. And they were always receptive to your questions. But um, it's it's so much harder now to to be able to do that. And so I think that's what has made this such a good opportunity for people, um, at least on the mentee side. Yeah. I speak for the mentee because I haven't been a mentor. And even with this remote environment and new hires coming in, this really helps them to interact with what we do here. It's customer service and you really need to know how to do these things. I think that having a mentor can do that even without being face-to-face. Absolutely. So uh, for the listeners, what kind of commitment is required for someone to be a mentee? I obviously know you have to put the time in, but it's is there like a requirement for the time? How does that work? Um, I, it all depends on the goals of the person and what they want to achieve. Um I think the time commitment initially, I think I spoke to the people twice a month for about an hour each time. And then we, uh, after a couple months, we moved on to just a monthly meeting and updating our goals. But it depends on what they wanted to achieve. Because I know some people in the program, um, they went very far and they they were introduced to a lot of people. And then they eventually did a... Um, they did one of our um, um, Shark Tank events. Yeah. yeah. So it that, that required a whole lot more time. So I wasn't involved in that. So I guess it all depends on the person and their goals that they set up. Do you have anything you want to add to that one, Deandra? Well, I think in the guidelines or in the initial stuff, it pretty much says that you have to be willing to meet, I guess, a minimum of at least once a month. So at least to be open to that. Um, but yeah, as Cynthia said, I think it's really what your individual goals are. Um, also taking into consideration our, our busy season yeah. and stuff like that, that sometimes you won't maybe meet as frequent or be available to. Yeah. Um, and then there's also different, um, what do they call it? Um, I guess edge events that are um, led through um, kind of on talking about the different um, aspects of the program and kind of topics to kind of go through and to talk about with your mentor and mentee yeah. kind of conversations and stuff. And so those are group led as well as um, talks with um, individual talks with not individual one-on-one, but um, with senior management. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's different 
things that are also separate. There's those usually aren't more than one once a month than that. So it's not a huge time commitment, but I guess again, it's what you what you want out of it and how yeah. much time you're willing yeah. to put into it. So what you put in is what you get out. Exactly. So if you were to talk to your listeners, what would you say to someone who was on the fence about joining? Um, I think it's an excellent opportunity to pair yourself with a senior individual to learn how to position yourself for growth within the company. And it's it you, you get a lot of private information from an individual that's not shared with others. You get some personal uh, critiques and you get you get a lot of different resources from a, a an individual that you wouldn't normally get unless you were heavily connected with someone else in the company. So I, I think it's a great opportunity for people to uh, pair up and learn from others, especially the senior people. I mean, I've done this for a very, very long time. <laughs> so I think um, insurance is not taught in our industries uh, very much. And you, you really have to pair up with people to learn the day-to-day information, especially you know, being so far remote that we are now and so far removed from an office where you don't have people to, um, to talk to all the time. You really do need some professional guidance. I think it's great because it gives some inclusion for those who maybe feel they don't contribute much to the company and their day-to-day work. Being able to be involved with senior management gives them a sense of being part of the company. For sure. I think it's uh, it's just a good opportunity to be able to, I mean, I've been doing insurance since, geez, 2005. Nice. And um, yeah, it's never ending. Like you will you learn something every day, you know, if not multiple things. Yeah. It's it's never ending with hypothetical questions and everything else that's thrown at you. But it, it's not even, again, it wasn't about like the technical portion of insurance yeah. or even of this job, but just really what being able to have somebody who's has years of experience ahead of you or has just been in a different um, role than you and, and to kind of you know, help you think outside the box of your everyday box that, you know, we're all so busy with um, and kind of see what other, what you want and what your potential could be. And to have, you know, as Cynthia said, somebody to just kind of bounce stuff off of and, um, and have like that one-on-one time that it's hard. It's hard to get that. I mean, even if when we were in the office, it's hard to get that just, but somebody that just has so much more experience and, you know, to be able to give you, you know, their wisdom and, and what, what they can kind of pass along to you and what can help you down the road. Well, thank you again, ladies, for joining us on our podcast today. This program is definitely something that I look forward to utilizing when I become an underwriter one day. It's truly been a pleasure. For everyone listening, this has been Cynthia Igmanovia and Deandra Lopez with Christian Medina and myself, Connor Fleury. Be sure to join us on the next episode where we interview John Horton on the Elite Producer Program and Top Gun Awards.